the Good Shepherd Auditorium in Inwood, New York City. Welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where you meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and today, this is Life and Local. It's our podcast dedicated to showcasing musicians of Upper Manhattan. We talk with them about what they do, and best of all, listen to them perform live in one of our favorite local venues. Today, we are excited to feature Lead Lights Ensemble. Based in Washington Heights, Lead Lights Ensemble connects people through music and brings joy and vitality to communities through high-quality musical programming in all kinds of spaces, from the concert hall to the sidewalk. Founded in 2018, Lead Lights is dedicated to amplifying the music of living composers, particularly the music of women composers and composers of color. In addition, the ensemble has commissioned or premiered new works from for string quartet by J. Mark Stombach, Kyle Warner, Nick Marcella, Simon Brown, and Washington Heights students Rashkis Evanson and Julian Jackson. This season, Lead Lights is curating a season called Rising in the Heights, a festival of free monthly outdoor public art performances that will showcase public art performances that celebrate the rich artistic communities of Latin, X, and Black cultures while promoting children's literacy through music and storytelling. We're going to talk to them about their work and so much more, but right now, we're thrilled to hear them play live for you. Enjoy Lead Lights Ensemble.
Awesome. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to have you here. Uh, so before we get too far, can you please introduce yourselves? I'm Evelyn Petra Brandis, and I play the violin. I'm Alina Lee. I play the cello. And I'm Julie Lawrence, another violinist. And we are missing, who was playing? We're missing Artie Dibble on viola, and he had to run out to another performance. <laughs> but he's with us in spirit. <laughs> Hi, Artie. We miss you. Um, so, uh, can you please just tell us what you played? Those were two miniatures that I wrote last year, reflecting on the pandemic and my experience living in Washington Heights during that time. The first piece was March 2020, I call it 3-2020, and it was about the moment of transition and the anxiety prior to lockdown and that moment of everything stopping and that feeling of being trapped and worried and fearful of what the future might bring as we were all staying in our apartments. The second piece is called 7 p.m. and the subtitle is Audubon and 171st because that's where I was living at the time and it was taken directly from the sounds that I heard from my window every single night. So there was someone who always started clapping and then there were some pots and pans and so that's why at the beginning you saw Artie playing on a frying pan to imitate some of those sounds. Um, I would always hear like bowls and pans and people clapping and then at around 7.02 every night my neighbor would blast out New York, New York and lean on me and so you might hear little bits of that um, in the music we just played as well. And I just wanted to capture that moment. Both it was a very cathartic way for me to express one of the things that actually helped me get through that lockdown time, as well as it was a moment special to me because it brought the community together. And there were people that I didn't know that I would see out of their windows every night and we would smile at each other. And it felt like a way to encourage other people, even though we couldn't see each other in person at the time. I love the sense of the music, and you feel it too. It's an uplifting song, not so much like a, a, a fugue, if you will, or, or something like that, because it was a difficult time. Uh, so I, I love that there was a lot of joy in the piece. Yeah, and I would say it's been really neat to perform that in the community many times over the past year and a half, and just to see 
people's you know response of oh my goodness I don't think I've fully processed you know what we just went through thank you for that moment or um you know just experiencing that together and sort of remembering like what we've been through as a community um of New Yorkers and just a chance for people to kind of come together again and remember that solidarity that yeah. we had at that time yeah it's a great it's a great um document of the time uh and i love the title i have it 7 p.m too because it's it's right there it's right there and you feel it it's really wonderful um i um so many things came out of the pandemic and it's so wonderful to say okay this lives on but as a happy memory mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i had somebody an audience member tell me that he really enjoyed the fact that it was program music which is kind of like music about an experience or a story that he could relate to unlike mm-hmm. you know classical music that was a long time ago it was something that he lived through and he could connect to and he just felt very much like it spoke to his experience as well which was really neat to hear and also on top of that it's really neat that you're composing for this community yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah. pretty special yeah. so maybe something subtextually identifying even more so with it yeah mm-hmm. oh. yeah we performed it um along with these other uh, we'll get to later, but some other miniatures that we commissioned um, in November in a concert space and gave room for people to share words um, of their memories from the pandemic. And so we opened it up um, in between those two pieces. And it was just sort of stunning this, you know, like collective moment together with the people in the room, you know, talking chaos or I remember panic or I remember hot dogs because that was the only thing on the grocery shelves mm-hmm. um, or you know just um, uncertainty and fear and and then we had them join us to play 7 p.m. clap together with various percussion instruments in the room before that um, before that performance um, and that, that was a really special powerful moment for us presenting these pieces yeah pretty amazing um, well, let's take a step back for a second. Tell us about the name, Lead Lights Ensemble. What is the origin? Yeah, so Lead Lights is a historical term for stained glass. And so as you, if you can watch the video, we're wearing Lead Lights shirts with a beautiful. Um, <laughs> logo that was designed by a stained glass artist in Philadelphia, Cooper O'Neill, a friend of mine. He has a wonderful stained glass studio there. Um, but we wanted to call it that because we feel like there's some similarities between what stained glass is and what we think music can accomplish artistically. Um, With stained glass, it's a beautiful piece of art by itself, but you can also look through it. It's a window into a world and you can see someone else's perspective on that world. And for us, we feel like music is exactly that. It is both a beautiful piece of art that you can just listen to without any context and just enjoy, but also it's a composer's voice and it's a composer's perspective. And that is something you can see through and look at the world in a different way. It's a lens. Yes. It's a lens to bring art and it's transformative through that lens. Yeah. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, uh, that's, so that was the beginning. And when did you guys form? In 2018. So making sure I, I, knew you were doing things in 2020, that was the time. And whose idea was it? Do you want to tell that story, Evelyn? Sure. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was kind of my idea, but also Julie jumped right in, and, and the two of us were kind of thinking, we just want to play music with friends, and we want to play new music. We want to play music by composers that we know. Um, and we got together with a couple of friends 
and practiced for a summer in someone's apartment and just like had a couple random performances that weren't even like a big deal. We just were trying to figure out let's play together. And then um, Alina joined for we had this concert in Battery Park City. Um, Strings on Hudson was a series they had at the time. I think they still have that series. And we performed down there outside in a tent. And um, that was when we just decided like, man, this is something that we could really continue. And we really love, all of us are passionate about playing for the community. We are all concert artists, but we really care about going outside the concert hall. And that was part of our passion that drew us together as a group. Yeah, and I would say um, during the pandemic is really what has formed and sharpened our upper Manhattan focus. Um, you know, the lockdown really caused everyone to be hyper-local um, mm -hmm. with, with, your, with your whole life. And so we thought, you know, we live here. Why aren't we really focusing on serving this community and engaging with this community? So it's been such a joy to start to work with different community partners like the Inwood Y and Word Up Community Bookstore and um, the libraries and various other partners um, just to, you know, be out and, uh, and, and break down some of those barriers. I feel like classical music can be, you know, a stereotype of, you know, that might not be for me. And when we're playing outdoors on the sidewalk on Amsterdam Avenue, it's like, no, it's for everybody. It's for the delivery bike worker who just stops and listens to some Mozart. It's for the kids walking home from school with their, with their parents. Um, so that's just a huge passion of ours is to, to bring music to everyone and, and in this community. Great mission. It's for everybody. I, I feel art's a great, it's a great platform for everyone to take part of and, uh, and brings community together. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, so let's start with happening what's right now with Lead Lights Ensemble. Uh, you're creating a series called Rising in the Heights, right? Tell us a little bit about this great festival of work and what programming audience can expect to hear. Um, so we have a monthly series right outside of the Word Up bookstore. And we are um, combining storytelling and music. Um, and we're also featuring different artists. Like we had um, a storyteller. Reza Salazar was our, our first guest. Yes. Um, and we were supposed to have one with a hip hop artist, but um, we got rained on, so we had to postpone that. <laughs> um, and then this month we'll be having Rachel Harrington. Um, she's, uh, she's a storyteller herself, right? Um, and so every uh, session we feature a book um, and we actually give some copies away to some of the family who come. So we're trying to promote literacy alongside um, just sharing our music. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, collaboration's great. Which, in which way you can get people to come from different uh, forms of art, perfect. Yeah, so our first event was um, featuring, what was the book? All the Way to Havana by mm -hmm. Margarita Engel. And so just about a, um, a little boy taking a car trip with his family from rural Cuba into Havana for a, for a big family gathering. Um, so we played actually a piece that we're gonna be, you're going to be hearing soon mm -hmm. called The Long Journey uh, about a car trip. And we played another piece that you're going to be hearing later, El Manacero, which is a Cuban uh, radio hit um, that Evelyn arranged and um, just some other pieces that tied in thematically. And then we had Reza Salazar, who's a local um, actor and storyteller, uh, come and present the book, present some, just some interactive songs about unity and community. And he 
performed percussion cajon with us on those works. Um, so it was just a wonderful time. We had like what a hundred people more than that. I can't remember yeah. now. It was a yeah. huge crowd. And you're doing um, it monthly through the summer, right? Yeah. Yes. So and just right on the corner of 165th and Amsterdam, outside Word Up. Yeah. Way to, hang up tra- way to hold up traffic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's always fun when there's a big bus and there's lots of honking and that's right. part of the musical ambiance. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're doing things outside, it's all fair game, right? Yep. Wonderful. <laughs> um, as I mentioned before, you have a commissioning program to elevate the voices of local community members and students and would-be composers. Um, can you tell us more about it? Sure. Um, in 2020 and 21, we had an open composition call and we just wanted to get music for string quartet from anybody who wanted to write it, whether they had training or not. Um, And we, like you had um, introduced, ended up with a really big range of composers. We had an eight-year-old, Rashkus Evanson. He wrote The Long Journey um, about that car trip. And the prompt for the composition call is it had to be inspired by a moment in 2020 something joyful, a struggle. It could be anything, but something that related to your experience. Um, So his was about a car trip. The other student um, from Washington Heights, Julian, who wrote a piece, it was about the moment of lockdown. And it was really intense and really about his struggle of that change from when things became, went from being happy and joyful and carefree to being really dark and scary and depressing. Um, And it was paired with his teacher's piece, he wrote a piece entirely of siren sounds played on string instruments. Um, So it was part of a powerful um, concert. Like Julie mentioned, we played all of these pieces in one concert in November 2021 at the Metropolitan Playhouse. And it was a way as a community to process together, to remember the hard things and the joyful things from the pandemic, and um, just be a community together around this moment and like figuring out how do we process it and move forward from here. Now is this going to be an annual open submissions process or how is this going to work moving forward? We would really love for it to be annual. This year we, because Rising in the Heights has become such a big um, collaborative event, we're kind of focusing more on that right now, but we're hoping that either annually or biannually we'll have some kind of composition call and be able to work with um, students in the community in particular writing music. Awesome. Well, I hope it can be annually or biannually. It's a great, great mm-hmm. goal to go for. Yeah. Um, but segues perfectly into now. So let's hear um, two more pieces from you guys. Do you want to introduce them? You introduced one already, I believe. Yeah. So the first is um, The Long Journey by Rashkus Evanson. And he wrote this during the pandemic. He, I think he was at eight years old at that time. Um, about a long car trip that he took with his family across the country. Um, and the second is El Manicero, which is a Cuban um, folk song radio hit uh, popular, made popular by Moises Simone. Um, and uh, this is Evelyn's arrangement for a string quartet. Awesome. Once again, Little Lights Ensemble. Thank you. 
shows are so good. Uh, that eight-year-old, is he going to have like this great, you know, over of like wardrobe <laughs> chest full of songs to give you guys every year now or what? I hope so. He's yeah. working on a violin duo right now. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He's actually a student of Julie violin on the violin. Student. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I think it's wonderful what you're all doing. And I think it's great that, again, hyperlocal. I My company is based on, in what artworks, obviously, Washington Heights, Inwood, Marlboro Hill, Kingsbridge, like the neighborhood. And, you know, whatever that means, physically or, um, <laughs> I won't say metaphysically, but uh, spiritually, whatever which way you connect, is the mm-hmm. point of saying, mm-hmm. through music, through art, through film, through uh, dance, through opera, whatever. Um, it's wonderful you're giving opportunities for people in the neighborhood to connect with you all and you being a conduit for having that um, that work be heard and seen and that informs your work, right? Has Have you have the commissions changed your work? Because you're arranging a lot of stuff, I, I feel. And so I, I have these new pieces kind of um, reflecting on where you were before in 2018 and taking on this wonderful project with, with these ladies here. Um, has, has it changed you a little bit? Absolutely. I feel like now I'm on this constant quest to just learn more about the local cultures in our neighborhood um, and uh, like more repertoire, more songs. Um, I also work with the Bronx Arts Ensemble some and got to do some arranging with them over the pandemic for some video projects. And recently we just did a school tour where we um, I learned some new repertoire, some Puerto Rican radio hits that I wouldn't have listened to, but now I'm really excited to arrange for our group. And every time we have a guest artist, like when our Rising in the Heights series, um, they bring their own repertoire. And I got to arrange some stuff for our hip hop show that we're rescheduling, hopefully for August, um, with Randy Mason, who is based in Harlem, I think, or the Bronx, I can't remember. Um, But he is writing his own original music and asked me to write string quartet parts for that. So mm-hmm. I feel like every time we collaborate with someone else in the neighborhood, I learn more and I grow more as a musician and I grow in the way that I can interact with different styles of music. I was classically trained, but I love improvising and I love composing and I love learning new styles. So I feel like that's something that's a constant journey. It makes you grow as a musician, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, just playing um, hip hop style and Evelyn will make us improvise every now and then, um, you know, being classically trained, you know, conservatory trained violinist, um, but so much fun and totally makes you grow and listen differently and play differently. Fantastic. Is there a particular genre you guys want to tackle next? <laughs> Anything's right. Anything. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Port, Puerto Rican arts songs sound great to me. Yeah. Or, or radio I mean, hits. That sounds fantastic. Right. Well, yeah. looking forward to it. Um, well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you all. Uh, before we say goodbye, where can people go to find out more about your current and forthcoming projects? You want to share? It's uh, com. All right. We'll put that in the description of this episode yes. so people <laughs> yeah. can click on it and find out and more can, about what you're all up to. You can to follow us on Instagram at leadlights.ensemble or on Facebook, leadlightsensemble. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being here. It's yeah, wonderful to have you. Thanks, for having thanks us. so much for having us. It's your thing. Well, folks, this is In What Artworks On Air. It's where you meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home here in Upper Manhattan. If you have a moment right now, Please show us some love by rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. 
many thanks to Church of Good Shepherd here in Inwood for hosting us and to HeightSites.com for uptown promotional support. Uh, you can support On Air and all of our programming by making a tax-free donation at InwoodArtworks.nyc backslash donate. Be sure to follow us on social media at InwoodArtworks to keep up with all that we do, which includes the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Alfresco, pop-up art galleries, live performances, and so much more. Inwood Artworks On Air is proud to be supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with City Council. From the top of the Manhattan and bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in here. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air. Thank you.